welcome to the DR Vibe. I'm your host, Jenny Poff, the founder of the Designers Roundtable, an international accountability group for independent creative business owners. I'm also an independent creative business owner myself of Prescott Designs based out of Erie, Pennsylvania. In this podcast, I have with me my DR Vibe co-producer, Crystal Reynolds from Canada. Hey. 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 Yeah. <laughs> what and you said sheet? Okay. Anyway. Um as, <laughs> we're really excited today, as you can tell, because we have one of our favorite people with us, a special guest today, Rochelle Roberts, who's a creative business coach straight out of Las Vegas, Nevada. Welcome, ladies. Hi. Good to be here. This is so fun. Crystal and I, we are really good friends with um, Rochelle, but we've also have both used her services for our businesses. And I can't speak enough about what business coaching has done for my own personal business. And um, well, we're just we're just gonna um, you know get started with this, right? So, well, first, Crystal, you on the on the topic of coaching, you yeah. just went to a retreat, right? Yeah, it was a different kind of one. It was actually more personal, um, actually vision boarding. And I made an effort not to bring any work with me and actually think about myself. And I think as a solo design, a solo, well, business person, let's be honest, your, your personal life and your business life are so intertwined. They're so connected. And I felt a real disconnection with my personal side. So uh, getting away, getting my head spread out and then coming back and going, yeah, I'm a bit of a workaholic because I'm a creative and I constantly think about it. So having that reset um, was really good. Really good. Yeah, it's really hard to turn it off, right? Because we're inspired by by so many things. Okay, Rochelle, tell us about your creative business coach. Can you kind of snapshot for us what that means? Sure, absolutely. So I started out as a partner in a graphic design firm back in the 90s. And I um, migrated towards uh, coaching in 98. So I've been coaching creatives from solopreneurs to, you know, creative teams since then. And I work with people on helping them get clear about who they are, what they're about, and how to express that out in the world. And I've narrowed that down and created a kind of a, a system. Or a, um, so over the years of creating of coaching, I've created a um, a process called the Creative Business Manifesto, and um, I've worked with designers from all over the world. And you and I connected a few years ago. And, you know, at this point, I don't even remember how we connected, but I've been a fan and have loved being a part of the DR since and, um, you know, contributing as much as I can. Your name definitely comes up a lot in our group discussions, especially this time of year and talking about goal setting. Um, I encourage our viewers to listen to last month's um, podcast about goal setting for the new year. And for our Facebook and DR members, they received a monthly challenge of corralling those ideas into a worksheet um, that we're going to talk about here in a little bit. 
let me read for you some notes just so we can keep on, on focus here. Um, based off of last month's podcast, you know, deciding what you want to accomplish for your business can be very overwhelming and often leave you in a fog or feel like you're treading water and not really getting anywhere. You often feel spread out in so many different directions that you give up and you just stop focusing on the business and you end up feeling frustrated, stalled out, and you start neglecting your own business because you just get worried about, I gotta get the client work done, I gotta get the billable time done, and you just you just ignore yourself. And at the end of the year, you're frustrated, you're self-doubting, and you're wondering why the hell you're doing this, right? So that's yeah. one of the reasons why we have the community um, is to be able to vet through when life and business get hard. That's totally true. I think my, I love my first introduction to Rochelle. Actually, I'd met, heard of her and I wanted to interview her for my own stuff and I met with her and I was in that state of what there, I actually had to focus on my business. I thought my business was just doing stuff for my clients. Um, so, and being so fragmented and it's taken a while, but uh, working with someone like Rochelle has been really helpful to kind of just find clarity and uh, where you want to go. So Jenny, you and I met a few years ago and it's been, a, it's been awesome to be part of the DR and see such a, a way of, I mean, as a coach, I've seen so much isolation and that's been one of the biggest challenges. So to, for you to really address it the way you have and the way this group is, has, has um, uh, emerged and keeps evolving, I, I, that's why it's hard for me to, well, I can't stay away. I love it. And I'm, I'm, I'm pro DR. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's great. Thank you so much for saying it. You know, and it's it's not just a, a Jenny mission. I've always said to all the members, and Crystal can, you know, confirm this is that I always say for the creatives, by the creatives. You know, this is for us, by us, and it's fostered because of the awesome members that have been a part of it. So, um, you know, the last podcast and the challenge, we had such rave reviews from our members about that worksheet. And what left a lot of us hanging was, this worksheet is so great. We've corralled all these different fragments of our business and the different maybe struggles or successes or ideas that we have to make our business go the way we want it to. And I'm always careful to save how that part because some people don't want to grow. Some people just want to strengthen, right? So whatever those that growth and strengthen are for your business, this worksheet, thank you again, Crystal, has, was really a powerhouse. And the next step now, February's challenge, will be about fragmenting it down. And I think that's where we're really going to hit a roadblock with people of how do we now filter down and figure out what we're to to focus on. That's the challenge of a creative too, right? Because we have so many ideas. Well, how do you pick those just one or two or three? It's hard. So we yeah. thought Krista or we thought Rochelle would be the perfect special guest for this because that's your specialty of pulling back these layers about who you are to build our own personal manifesto and to help us really target what's best and necessary. For us. So I'll let you, you know, share with us, what is the creative business manifesto? Well, and, and just to back up just a little bit is, is right. you, you just even said is, is running a solo business as a creative. And, you know, I've worked with creatives across the board of 
but my the the amount of designers that I've worked with has been the most of my client base and it's a theme I see with designers I mean of course like every business owner that in the creative realm but especially with designers because of the ideas idea generating is is part of your daily job description right is it's easy to get sidetracked and go and and think of great ideas and then it goes away or have hold on to a great idea for a really long time and not it doesn't go anywhere it's and frustrating it is it right exactly yeah. And so the, the Creative Business Manifesto is a process that I take clients through that begins a, a focus because, let's face it, I think a common theme with most creatives is, well, I don't want to be pigeonholed, but I'm afraid that if I choose one thing that I want to focus on. And so really what the manifesto is about is pulling up and out who who you are as a business owner, what you are most committed to, what's most important to you, how do you want to feel, how do you want to live? There's so many elements, and as you and I, and, and I, you know, I've worked with a lot of people in the DR, and one of the first steps, as you both know, is creating a vision. And so, in creating that vision, and then what you, what we, you guys touched on last month, is now it's like pulling, pulling, doing that brain dump, and then pulling what's my top three? What's the main focus that I really want to uh, move forward this year? And you know, Jenny, it kind of goes back to also, you, um, you really focus on the, on the one word. And you know, I kind of do that in my own way, have a few words for clients, but I really love how you, how you really focus on the one word. And mine this year is curiosity. And so I think that really brings in where you've been going with the create one word and what that means. I mean, what have you been hearing in the, in the, in the sessions, you know, about the one word? Crystal, you, you're one of our facilitators. Do you want to share some of your one word experiences from last month's session? Um, a couple of them were like some focus, um, just, just having that focus helps them to like, I think helps um, with narrowing things down steady. I thought that was a really cool word steady just keep consistent in their stuff so basically creating habits like those types of things i think that one word sort of helped with that um another one i really liked was the word abundance so they keep that in mind as they kind of make decisions on their business and who to work with and and also giving themselves that value um, and feeling that value of what they want and who they are so they can give that back so um it, it's just a really great way to hone in simply um, and then it's easy to just sort of connect a, a, an idea that actually connects with that word. And if it's not connecting with that word, you can, you know, table it or whatever. But I think it helps for sure. Well, I think well, for, I, you know, entrepreneurs not in the creative business to hear this call, they're probably like, well, duh, you have to have the focus. You have to have this path. But it, you, Rochelle, you nailed it on the head when you classified and described a creative. You know, our job from school, through clients, through employer, whatever it is, is always to create something for somebody else. Yeah. So we're constantly in the mindset of someone else. Yeah. Whether it's this person, that person, or that person. And then to come back onto ourselves, we're now influenced by all of these different clients, all of these different projects, all of the different creative ideas, like all these layers of things that make make us really good creatives when it comes time to do it for ourselves 
it's overwhelmed. It's, it's overwhelming. Absolutely. Yeah. And I just had lunch today with a marketing person and she asked how business was going. And I said, you know, I really, I describe it this way. We're all artists in some capacity as creatives. And it's like asking us, what's your favorite color? <laughs> right? Because I love them all. <laughs> you know, I can't tell you what one favorite color is. And just like what you said earlier, Rochelle, about I got a niche or I have to pick a focus. And what about all these other ones? And that's like the sense of fear comes through of, but I really like to do those things or, but I really want to do those things. Or I should be doing those. I things. should be doing this. Or I have to do this yeah. one because that's going to get me the better invoice. You know, all of those battles that we have. And that's why I love tools like the creative business manifesto. I love tools like accountability partners because they help you vet through those and filter them out. Well, and Jenny, you and I have talked about this, a visual, is that it's kind of like a funnel. And that's how I see the manifesto is really a funnel. And, and it's the, you start with a bigger picture and then you narrow it down next is to come up with that word because each year does have a certain feel or a certain intention or, you know, ending out 2015, all of that, you know, taking inventory, all that we learned, all that we experienced, all that knowledge Go, we take it with us right into the next year and so when we can really hone that focus and coming up with not that it's all about we've got to come up with a, a one word but it's really powerful it's a theme and and there's an energy and a flow and a momentum I talk about that a lot a momentum that gets built and so with that one word I, I, I think a lot of times people will see a theme see um, when they do a brain dump that there's kind of a theme of um, of, uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that they want to get done, but there's an overall overarching theme of, of the year, right? Well, I think it's a great way to tap into the fact that our members now have collected all their ideas. They're going to evaluate that worksheet and find those themes. And then the next step, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but it's disseminating now, what do you have to do versus what do you want to do? And that can be a daunting task itself. And, and that one word, I think, helps to filter that's, mm, that yeah. idea, right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Because that, yes, the filter is, is powerful. And, and the thing is, is that I think I, I just want to touch on something that I, that I noticed as well, is that there's kind of like that A personality creative, and then there's the kind of go with the flow creative, right? Right, right. <laughs> Crystal and I are laughing because we're one of each of those. And that's why we're doing so well together. Polar opposite. <laughs> and I feel like I'm kind of in the middle where I do have some, and so I kind of merge them, right? And so with that is we can say goals or we could say our main focus. We could call it our objectives. Let's not get caught up on the words, right? Don't get caught up the on the ideas, Yeah. Right. Because there's so much, there's so there's so many phrases that we could get hooked on. The, the idea is that we have three main areas or focuses, goals. And so let's not get mixed up, though, from a goal and then the tasks that need to get done, all the milestones that go along with that goal. So sometimes a client might come to me and say, well, my goal for the year is getting my website done. And I say that myself, and I hear everybody and their mother say that, right? Update it. There's always a part. So there's a bigger, I say, I say that there's a bigger picture here. When we are just put the goal is get my website done, often it doesn't happen. 
each, each I mean, I know a, cu- a couple members that have dealt with that and they come back to me and say, I'm so embarrassed to go back to the DR and report. I haven't done crap on my, you know, on my goal. And so what I encourage every person to, to do is to really look at the bigger, what is, what is there? I say that there's a bigger picture or a, a bigger view than just the website. So with that, it's, it's, with a main focus, it it could be, you know, I'm ready to take my marketing to the next level, or I'm ready to, instead of that, I've got to grow all these clients, I'm ready to take one new client on that is my absolute ideal client. And this marketing, how I'm going to market myself this year is only about attracting that one ideal client. Now, I just said that in a very long way, but you get what I'm saying, right? Well, sure, you could go and spend all these energies, dollars, time rebuilding a website, and then at the end of it, come out and say, wait, I really need to target this group, and now everything I've just done on the website is completely off base. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so with that being said, is we could say, okay, so, so that bigger goal is about that ideal client, that, that um and and the website is one of those pieces that Raising would fall under your that. expertise level, spreading right. awareness, capturing Spend, more leads, whatever right? it is. I, yeah. I even had a client who said, "I want more vacation time and and make even more this year," which in 2015 she did. So exactly right. And so part of underneath that goal would be you know organization or there's certain things. So instead of just focusing, oh, I've got to get organized, it becomes more about I'm taking that. I'm taking this summer off and spending it with my kids, and still having my my business be kick ass, right? So it becomes more. It becomes a a bigger. It's about the end result. It's not about the task. It's about where you want to be and where you want to go. Right. I think that's more. It's more inspiring. Right. We don't need. You know, it's not. You don't need motivation. You just need to be inspired to move forward. And that's, that's part of the creative process, I think, with, with, again, creatives is that, and I said it a little bit before, is that I, I, feel, I find that there's a balance between the business and the creative. And if we can continue to kind of do that dance as creatives, it brings, it brings in a, a greater focus. Does that make I think that makes sense. No, it does. I mean, I'm sitting here thinking about my journey with you and I, and I think this is a great segue to talk about how a creative could use a coach because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I don't have any problem sharing. I came to you because I was at a point where I'm either going to grow the business or I'm not. I'm either going to go back to a W2 job or I'm going to figure out how I'm going to make this business work to sustain the lifestyle I want. Now that in itself was a huge journey based on, you know, whatever issues were going on personally and professionally, but Rochelle and I have been working together, what, three years and it's, it's a journey. But the fact is the creative business manifesto set a foundation of how I want to build a business and from what and to where. And I'll never forget, you said to me, and it took some time, it took some work, but you said, where do you see yourself? Five, 10, 15 years. And I laughed and thought, well, I don't know what I'm doing next month. 
But, <laughs> you know, but now, you know, through working with a coach, I would, and I, I it, clearly it made an impact because it's one of my main focuses is I see my retirement, if I ever really retire, but as that old Brad in this back garage making cool shit with all her artist friends from all over the U.S., right? Because I've got them all over. They all invite me to come out and make pots or paintings or whatever it is and I, I just can't right now but down the road I just want to have those awesome arc you know eccentric artistic explorations right yeah, absolutely I don't know how I'm going to get there but each year I get closer, right? Because each year it helps me refine the structure of the business, um, the goals, financial goals of the business, owning price points, owning my expertise. I mean, you've said that was a big word you said to me, Rochelle. I was like, I don't know why you just don't own it. You're doing what you say you want to do. Just right. own it. And it, oh. it's neat. That's that isolation coming in again yeah. because – there's no one patting me on the back or giving me employer of the, of the play of the month or bonuses, you know, like all those incentives to keep growing. You know, we have to give it to ourselves. That's and right. So one of my milestones of uh, promoting myself was this summer we converted that back garage into part of it to be a, an art studio. And it's away from the Girl Scout glitter crafts. It's mom's crafts. You know, there's stained glass out there. There's screen printing out there. There's canvases and easels and paints. And then it, then it comes down to segmenting that time to do it. And we could go into all of those, how, you know, how you maintain those things. But that, that has been the benefit of coaching, of having someone else help you pull back those layers. And Rochelle, one of your favorite words is finding the core of what you're, you know, meant to do. Absolutely. Well, I think it, go ahead. I was going to say, that's one of the scary things for me as a creative, because I'm not even there. Like, I, where am I going to be in five, ten years? I'm scared to actually even choose something, because I don't want to make the wrong choice, right? So I think uh, working through, and as long as you're, you know, working with the coach and working with Michelle has been really great in the sense of I'm tuning into who I am so that I know when I do make a decision, I'm making the right one. Oh, it's definitely a process. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a great point. And I, I think it comes back to also is that as creatives, we're visual people. And when we focus, when we pay attention, the bottom line is that we're all in different, if, different spaces. So each person has different challenges. And my goal with, with each client is to focus in on, on that. And it's different for each person, just like growth looks very different for, for each person success does. So when we get really true to who we are and that's what I think coaching provides and it, it's a mental as much as it's um, an emotional part of being a creative. And I re my goal is always to get under and really help a client understand who they are, what they're about and what they want to communicate and do it in a way that, you know, down the line to, to, to really have a plan and written documents about those things, even though it, it continues to evolve, to have it as a go-to, you continue to go back to that and, and you're clear. That, that's where the clarity comes from, right? That's where the tool is so useful.
Well, now for some of the DR members who completed last month's worksheet to help start corralling those things, I know there are some out there that are still kind of like, I'm not sure what I'm doing. I'm just kind of filling in these segments. And that's where I would say to them, you need to reach out to someone, to Rochelle, to someone that can help you filter those things down and organize them. Because sometimes if you just say them out loud or talk to somebody else who's an expert in that, it's going to help prioritize them and especially in order now to move to this month where you're looking at all those collected items and trying to figure out how to make a plan from there. Absolutely and truthfully sometimes and I'm sure you've seen this is that sometimes they the the member may not or the you know participant may not know where they want to focus and you know they're getting work and that's okay but there there's a dissatisfaction ultimately and to be able to own who they're who they, what their voice is because i think i think it's an interesting process that creatives designers they're passionate about designing and then that's exciting and that kind of takes the attention but then when you're running a business there's something more that that eventually shows up which is wait a minute i'm doing work that, that i I'm, I'm it's draining me and i'm not happy about so i think that's where it comes back around is not always that you you we necessarily get an exact niche but a lot of times that's what happens in the process and i i really feel like that has to happen organically and um, and let it unfold. And that's really the space for it. Right. So what could you tell some of the viewers that maybe are doing it on their own, of uh, yeah. figuring out where they're going, if they've done the brain dump, if they've listed out all their different ideas, what are some of the steps that they could take to filter those through? Well, I would say that once they've done the brain dump, I would I would have everybody, and a lot of people have, but the new people that that may ha not have um, written their own vision statement, I would have a vision statement, meaning it doesn't have to be some intense statement. It just is a statement of, you know, we talked about five years, 10 years down the line, but, but let's talk about a year from now. Let's talk about where do you see yourself? Sometimes we need to start smaller and, and bring it down to, uh, closer so that way and the point of a vision statement is is being able to so the difference between a vision and a mission is a vision is where I see myself heading and what that looks like and feels like a mission statement is my promise to my client what I'm providing so where when when you're pulling out when you when you come up with a statement that's who I am what I'm about what I want even nobody has to see it, but then you can, you'll be able to see natural um, goals come out of that. So I would say use that as a first step is creating some level of, of a vision statement because that will, that will help them pull those three out of there. Can I pop in here? One of the parts of the worksheets from last month, we added in your comment about your, our tolerations, things that we put up with in our business. That could be the other end. There's what you want, then there's what you don't want. And I think if we can actually, you know, be honest with ourselves and list out what we do and we put up with, with our clients, with ourselves, keeping that in mind, then we can make better choices kind of going forward as well. Right. Yep. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So, well, I think I, or you go ahead. And then I think what we should kind of wrap around is how would someone 
out there listening who's a creative entrepreneur makes what are the first steps in them even figuring out can they is there a way to assess do I need a coach and then how to figure out who's the how to pick the right one okay so I, I'm going to address that first I want to say to Crystal's tolerations I do start that with to every client because that does it kind of just gets people the the crap that we all have going on that's we keep putting on the on, on the bookshelf or putting away it ultimately drags us down and overwhelms us and so I that really is a great place to start and it doesn't mean all of those have to get off your list but when we start again I love the word momentum because when we just start moving and start taking one off the list this is what I find with every person I've worked with one goes they all just start coming off because you get in the momentum of that. And that begins to clear the space to be able to get clear about, okay, what do I really want this year? What's most important to me? By answering those questions and, and just, you know, we, I was listening to a couple of the other um, the DR Vibes that you had done, the recordings. And was about writing and everybody knows I'm big on journaling and I think why that is such a powerful tool is again we're getting just the ideas of and being in the motion of coming up with ideas but putting them on paper and seeing them and just in that tangible way of just doing that brain dump and going what's most important to me answer that question see what shows up from there the next question of what is most important to me to accomplish this year in, 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 you know, looking at the big picture of like, where do I see myself in one year? So in seeing that, what is most important in, in kind of accomplishing that? So then looking and seeing what did I, how did I answer that? So I think sometimes we kind of get in a rush and feel like it's got to be this hurry. I really think it's about breathing. I mean, sometimes we feel like, oh, it's the end of January and I've got to hurry up and get all this you know, written, yeah, I, I, it's a process. And I think if we take it as a process, instead of, and uh, we've got to figure it all out, then it becomes more of a, a rhythm like we talk about also. So my third point that I wanted to talk about was, we, again, we talk a lot about journaling. And I think why it's such a powerful tool for creatives is that on an ongoing basis, we're putting our thoughts on paper. and we get to see where our head's at. We get to see where we are instead of always, again, having that focus being on the outside and towards others, we get to take a moment. And I, I suggest even if it's five minutes a day, you write one page, you just dump your thoughts. Eventually and over time, topics keep popping up or ideas keep popping up. And that's where I think the juice is, is that that's where you have time to go, I'm going to take five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever, daily, just to dump my thoughts. It, it begins to have those themes. And that, that's all I'm, I'm getting at, is that you begin to get to see for yourself. It's a great way to, um, to learn and emerge and grow with your business. It's almost like, I was going to say, it's almost like clearing your brain too. Absolutely. It's like making space yeah. for the fresh stuff to come in. So well, we're visual people. We yeah. can't see the ideas totally clear when they're just in your head. Right. And I know for myself as a visual person, when I write it out, the aha moments always come through. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I think it's just getting the permission almost of taking that time and that it's that we're almost allowed to. We're, and that may sound a little silly, but I think we all can really relate to that. Well, I think I that's think, the key part, though. You said getting the permission, and I think it should be we give ourselves the permission. We have mm-hmm. to time block that. We, and Rochelle's a big um, proponent of na- building your natural rhythm of, you know, Mondays are your day to work on your business, and every morning you're up and you're journaling. Like, you have to build in some kind of rhythm in order for things to grow and evolve. Absolutely. Even this morning I was up and the first thing I did was I grabbed my journal and I just wrote and I didn't get to write for very long. I got, you know, maybe a couple, like a paragraph, maybe two. And it still, it took me from where I was in a, at when I first woke up to like, okay, I'm ready. Let's go. My head's clear. Yeah, absolutely. And I do, I, the natural, that again, it supports the natural rhythm because without, without a place to consistently, um, purge our thoughts, we get two in our head, right? And that gets us stuck, right? So Rochelle, how would I, I'm hoping that our viewers are really seeing that having a coach can really help them get unstuck, mm-hmm. right? And to stop treading water and whether it's just holding on to a raft for a little bit till they figure out where they're going, that there's some value there. So what are some tips or some advice that you could give to someone who's never thought about coaching, who's not even sure where to start? What are some things um, that they should think about? Well, they should think about, um, well, here's the thing is that most coaches offer, I offer a half hour consultation to talk. And so I think the first point is, do you connect with the coach? Does it feel good? Is there, um, do you feel at ease or comfortable when you're talking to that person? And if you do, then you can investigate that a little bit further. So I think that's the first step. And ultimately, go ahead. So I was just going to say one of the ways I got connected with you is I reached out to my colleagues, you know, other design and creative business owners who I knew coached because now they're public speaking or they're showcasing their growth in some capacity within our industry experts. And I went to them and said, okay, I see you're rocking it. You're doing exactly what I want to do. Who did you use? You know, so connecting to the peers, and that's one of the great things about having the community like the Designers Roundtable Mm -hmm. is having this plethora of experiences um, to to absorb from. So I would say, yes, you have to reach out to them, but to find them first, reach out to other creative business owners. Who do you admire? Who do you admire? And investigate. What are some of the things that they're doing? That's what, yeah, absolutely. So what I'm offering is the Creative Business Manifesto, and they ha- I'm offering a course that has uh, six sessions in it, and it's basically the foundation for it. And that's where I advise a lot of people just to start, kind of get their feet wet with this process and with coaching. Well, and so for our viewers out there, we're going to post the link with this podcast so you can go and see more about Rochelle, see what it's like to work with her and get her contact information. Um, And we'll have that posted below. Um, Crystal, Rochelle, any final thoughts about goal setting and clarifying what, you know, to prioritize that list and with um, picking a coach? Um, As far as my take on goal setting, (laughs) um, 
I would say, you know, don't be scared to put it out there and don't feel like you have to commit to it because you know what, it might take you in a certain direction and you might take another path. Um, another door might open and you can go that way too. So I know that's what's always held me back with making goals and that kind of thing was I don't want to be too committed. Um, but knowing that I can kind of roll with it kind of helps me at least to keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. And, and that's exactly it. And what, what, as you were talking, it made me think of, I think what's even, what's a great motivator is that when we write down what it is that we want, we're obviously more likely to accomplish it. And when, and when we focus on it, when we focus on the things that are most important to us, we begin to move towards that more. And with, with, when we don't, when we're kind of just, you know, winging it, we kind of just get those results, kind of just whatever comes our way. Well, I always refer to it as treading, you know, I mm -hmm. picture that person in the middle of the ocean, they don't see any land around them. And they're just kicking and kicking and kicking and kicking and they're not getting anywhere. They're not seeing anything in front of them. They're not seeing anything behind them. And it's if you have to just stop kicking for a minute just to get your bearings and figure out exactly, maybe not even exactly, but an idea of where you want to be. Yes. And I'm going to keep going with the water idea that you're going to get to a island. But you yeah. might say, this island isn't right for me. I need, now you know, I know I don't like that. I know that I want this. Exactly. And go off again. And it's okay because you, you at least hit land now, right? Absolutely. Somewhere. Well, and I think also is just the fact that you take the time to focus on your own things for a moment because you're always focusing out is, is it's like a deep breath of fresh air. And as creatives, we need to stay inspired, right? That's part of who we are. And I think being inspired by accomplishing or my, I'm heading in this direction or I'm clear about something, whatever it may be, is it in, it's inspiring. And, and it inspires, I mean, I see it time and time again, is as people get clear and write down what they want, there's more inspiration, there's more life that kind of gets breathed into them. And on that, on that note, I just wanted to say as far as making those goals and those lists, and like I said from the beginning, I went to this retreat and focused on the personal creatives. We, we live and breathe it, right? Um, and sometimes we can almost get too focused on the business. And I think if you actually take a step back and make one of those goals something personal, something mm -hmm. that connects to who you are, that way everything will kind of come into a line as well. I agree. I agree. Yeah, that's great. Well, wow, Rochelle, thanks. This is, I think this has been a really great podcast. I hope our viewers are really absorbing that being an entrepreneur, being a creativepreneur, independent business owner is hard, but at the same time, it can be very rewarding. And that isolation can, if you break that isolation, it can lead to greater rewards. And Absolutely. to reach out to coaches or communities like the Designers Roundtable is just one of the ways to help you flourish in your creative business. Wonderful. Thank Thanks, you, Jenny. Jenny. Yeah, I appreciate being here. Thanks a lot. Great. Thanks, everyone.